It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello, everybody. And can you hear that, TJ? You hear that crashing sound? That's the Florida Panthers season. We're recording this. It's uh, about three hours. Yeah, New Year's Day couple hours after the Panthers lost another game to the New York Rangers 5-3. to three. They've lost two of their last three after the winter break where basically everyone said, like, it's do or die time for this team. And guess what? They're sounds dying. Like die. Yeah, sounds like die. Yeah. Uh, fight or flight. They're, fl- they're flighting. They're flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, sink or swim. They're sinking. Mm-hmm. This Florida Panthers team... They were in trouble. They're on life support now. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's put it in perspective. We're, let's let's talk about you briefly mentioned it. Let's talk about some teams that now have a better points percentage than the Panthers. Teams that we rode off early in the season. Teams that were a joke. Teams that were absolutely going to fire their coach at any minute, and now have better points percentage than the Panthers. Let's start with the Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver Canucks. Jesus Canucks Christ. Have- Better, I didn't even know points. the Vancouver Canucks were above the Panthers. Oh, my God. 486 points percentage compared to the Panthers, 474 points percentage. I thought you were about to talk about Ottawa, and I was like, that that, that was rock We'll get bottom. to Ottawa in a second. Right. But the, the, the fact that the Canucks have now passed the Panthers, like, oh, my God. It's bad. By the way, guys, this is an episode of Panther Puri Express. It's just mm-hmm. TJ and I today. But, like, the, the awkward start is just – the utter shock at the realization that this Florida Panthers season has come crashing down. I mean, look, we've all seen the writing on the wall for a while. Like, we keep saying, like, hey, it's got to turn around, it's got to turn around, and it just doesn't turn around. They're in 25th place right now. This team doesn't have their first-round pick this year. They're in 25th. If there was no lottery, they would be picking 8th in the draft, if I'm doing my math correct. Yeah, they would be picking 8th. And that's assuming no lot of luck either way. Like Yes. It's yeah. They're now eight points out of the final playoff spot with no with playoffs? two games extra. Playoffs. Two games extra. I'm I'm just saying for those who yeah, are like, I know. Oh, I'm just making a, a meme. Quick, yeah, I know. But like 
I'm. <sighs> this team is now past the oh, you know, a quick four or five game win streak, and they're right back in it. No, they need a yeah. ten game win streak. Like we are in January. It is 2023, and this team has yet to win three games in a row. Yeah, I don't really even care about that. But like, but I, I get what you're saying. Like they look, they've lost 18 games in regulation. The Coyotes have only lost 17. Now they've played three fewer games, but the Flyers have played one fewer game, lost one fewer game in regulation. Yeah, there there are only five teams with more regulation losses right now than the Panthers. That's the app, the ultimate thing that you cannot do in the regular season you have to keep your regulation loss to a minimum you can get to the shootout yeah. whatever like bad coaches do it all the time they yeah, they I, save their jobs by getting lots of overtime points or maybe getting a win in overtime bob bugner in the yeah. third period of tied games he would hold on to the possibility of a loser point for dear life and that elevated his teams in the standings you know more than they actually were those those were some I mean, they weren't total trash, but those weren't good teams. You know, this should be a good team, and it's not even playing that well. Not even playing as well as that. It's not even like the Panthers have an opportunity to get teams into overtime. They are always behind late. By multiple goals, yeah. Yeah, and the the Cardiac Cats of last year where it's like they decide like, all right, fuck it, we're flipping the switch, and we're going to absolutely dominate the puck for the next 15 minutes of play, and you hold on for dear life. That team does not exist anymore. Yeah, and let me but, let me break one of my cardinal rules of saying that I don't care about what's said in press conferences. I feel like with Paul Maurice it's different because he's way more candid than a typical coach would be. And I disagree. You don't think so? He, you think he up until tonight? I thought he was just making a whole bunch of generic canned excuses. Well, I remember in some pr- press conference. I think it might have been before the Montreal game. The question was asked about, you know, like they haven't made as many comebacks in games. As, and Paul Maurice said something along the lines of, well, yeah, like in the regular season, sometimes teams can really open it up and that's how they are able to come back in games. But that doesn't happen in the playoffs. And like we have to absolutely condemn any time that Paul Maurice tries to say playoff hockey or Bill Zito tries to say playoff hockey, playoff style, any of that, like – First of all, they're not making the playoffs. Like, if they made the playoffs, it would be a modern miracle. It would it would be a a minor miracle at at yeah, at least minor. I would say minor, not yeah. modern. Like, yeah. yeah, they they're not on course to make the playoffs. They're not on close to be competitive for the playoffs come February, March, and April. Like these things that the pathetic fa- franchises talk about, like desperately wanting to be. Not even in the playoffs, which half the teams in the league are, but like relevant in a, in a playoff race. Well, the Panthers don't have their first round pick, and they're, it's not looking like they're even going to be relevant in the playoff race unless things drastically change. And I know that the tone that I'm taking ha- has taken a, a, a turn for the worse here. But I mean, it. I know that one game shouldn't really be the way that you you know gauged an 82 game season but the islander game was like my joker moment where they just had from the first minute of that game they had no no effort in an absolutely vital game they had to win that game that was as important as a game in december can be and they they didn't just lose that game 
they got flattened. They got curb stomped by the Islanders, who aren't good. That's not a good team. They're probably not even going to make the playoffs. They have a goalie. That's all. Yeah, that's a goal. A team that's lived off of uh, not Shesterkin. What's what's their Russian Sorokin? Sorokin. Sorokin. They've lived off Sorokin. That's a team where it's like you can pummel them to death, and it's like, does Sorokin break that night? And they walked all over the Panthers. It was so bad. Like, where where is the urgency? Like, you hear them all the all these great quotes of. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we got to, you know, it's the playoffs now. And, like, every game is a playoff game for us and blah, blah, blah. Where is the urgency? Mm-hmm. Tonight's another example. Like, the Rangers dominated the first 10 minutes of the game. Dominated it. They had all the shots, all the all the quality. The Panthers did not get anything resembling a quality chance until the 10-minute mark of the first period. And that's a trend. I mean, the Carolina game two nights ago on New Year's uh, on the, the 30th. day before New Year's Eve, yeah, yeah, on the thirtieth, they had like three shots ten minutes into the game, or I'm sorry, in like the second period. Well, in the second period, they had three shots, and that was with a whole bunch of power play opportunities. This team is broken, and it's like, you know, I I, I want to go back to it, like. Maurice, for basically the entire month of December, like every time the Panthers would lose, it's like, well, we just need to get our guys back. The only guy he's missing is Duclair, and everyone, but everyone else is there. Everyone else of importance is there. Because I don't want to hear about how Patrick Hornquist is the glue that holds this team together. Like, Barkov is back. You know, everyone is there. And they're still losing, and they're losing in uninspired fashion. Tonight mm-hmm. was a little bit of bad luck in terms of the Panthers, you know, had the much better quality of chances, but you know your goalie lets you down. Bob does what Bob's been doing since and, he and became like a Panther. And like you said, you, they they started much slower. And I mean, we, we can we can say that that's true. That they probably deserved a little bit better. But like the way the nope. season has gone, they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. So if they had dominated every minute of that game, yeah, sure. Like, I guess like not every single minute, but like if they were in, in control from puck drop, then, then I'd be, you know, maybe a little bit more willing to say like, oh, you know, kind of a bad luck. And th- that's where things I think have really turned recently. Like they have been close with a lot of teams and, you know, losing a bunch of games that they should have won. But now the efforts are just duds. Like, they're, they deserve to lose these games, and they're losing them. Like, they deserve to lose the game against yeah. the Islanders. They deserve probably to lose tonight because you just can't get behind the eight ball like that. Like, you, you give up a, a couple of early goals, teams can lock it down so easily now. And the Rangers especially, like, they're, they're very used to doing it. Yeah. Like, it's... You didn't, like I said, you didn't generate quality the second of the game. You gave up the first goal of the game on a power play because your special teams are absolutely horrible, mm-hmm. horrible, mm-hmm. both power play and penalty kill. Like it's the same story, game after game. Your power play gets nothing done. You give up goals while shorthanded, and you're pretty good at five on five. Like the Carolina game, that was such an embarrassing effort. It was horrible. And yeah, I get it. You know, second night of a back-to-back, 
after a winter break. It wasn't the easiest situation. It wasn't great. But guess what? You put yourself nine points out of a playoff spot. You had to win that game. You mm-hmm. ha- or not win that game. You had to get that game into overtime, and you laid an egg. Yeah, and you know why you did? Because you lost in regulation to the Islanders, who were playing on the second night of a back-to-back. You lost in regulation to the Devils, who were playing on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. You know, oh, it's so hard to play on the second night of a back-to-back. Well, apparently not if you're playing the Panthers. Apparently not. Yeah, Cause and those were home points. games. Yeah. Well, the Islanders they, wasn't. Excuse but, me, you're right. But, the, but they were there, and the Islanders had to fly in, if I remember right. Right, yeah. So not, not only did they have the extra day of rest, the the Islanders – or no, wait. The Islanders played the Rangers the night before, so not really. Okay, never mind. Either way. Still, Either they way. played the night before. The Panthers didn't. Yeah. They, and, yeah. and still, why did they look like the way more tired team? Yeah, and I, I've got nothing. Yeah. I mean, Maurice kind of mentioned it. Like I said, you know, today was one of the first times in a while I thought he was pretty direct with his reasonings. It was like, yeah, we put a certain amount of effort in, and once that effort cup fills up, there's no more effort to give, and it just kind of falls apart from there. And another thing he mentioned is like, this is basically like tape-to-tape passes. They could not get a tape-to-tape pass all night. Barkov couldn't do it. Like, one of those goals against tonight was Barkov, instead of putting it right on Ekblad's stick, put it in his skates, and it was a turnover. Like, this is peewee-level stuff the Panthers are struggling mightily with. And it's the NHL, and NHL players are going to take your uh, passes in the skates, turn it into an odd man rush, and put it in the back of your net. And yeah, you know... When it was 5-3 tonight, you saw some anger from Ekblad, and he broke the stick over the crossbar because he had an awful night. You know, Montour, after an icing call, he you know he broke his stick because their team is clearly frustrated. It's like, great. Great to see the emotion when the game is over, guys. Like, where was that the first 10 minutes of the game? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm really at a loss for words with this team at this point. Like... And I'm using I'm, I'm using the crutch of like so much just because there's so much frustration built up that this season is is a duck fart embarrassment. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and when when you have this bad of a season and don't own your own first round pick, like I I feel like sometimes in in, in sports, especially like the point is to enjoy it. So fan hyperbole is generally something that I'm against. But this is absolutely a situation where you should be up in arms. You should be screaming at everybody. Like, we need Bill Zito to have a press conference and talk about what's gone wrong this year. He has to do it. Like, it's unacceptable that it hasn't already happened. I understand that he doesn't like talking to the media. He's not the most charismatic person. But this is a fucking disaster. And you can't have people dedicating thousands of dollars and hours of their free time to support your organization and just... Give them a complete dud, a complete disaster of a season, and have no explanation. Yeah, it's look. There are some GMs who like the microphone a little bit too much. Vancouver comes to mind. Like anytime that team goes on like a little mini losing streak, that 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 GM goes in front of a microphone and wants to talk to everyone. And it's like, look, we're not you know you don't need to do that. But when this was a team that had you know was. Expected to be a 100-plus point team, and you are struggling to be above 80-point pace at this point. Someone's got to say something. 
And I mean, I'm not look, this is not me trying to say, hey, I'm right, blah, blah, blah. But like when all of these moves happened in the offseason, all of these decisions were made, I said it. Zito is putting his statue at risk. Because up until this offseason, or let's go back a little. Up until up up until last year's deadline, everything Bill Zito touched turned to gold. So he was feeling himself and you know, made the Kachuk trade and probably like he overpaid. Like Matthew Kachuk has been really good, but he gave up a first line winger, a first pairing defenseman, and a first round pick, and the Cole greatest Schwinn. of all time prospect, Cole Schwinn. But like you paid a ton and then kept Patrick Hornquist because of a promise. Like you put every you pushed all your chips on the table. You got rid of Andrew Brunette and brought in Paul Maurice, a, a move that the three of us, even though Jacob's not here, we all thought it was a bad move. But, like, Zito said, hey, guys, everything I do turns to gold. I am going to take the President's Cup trophy winner and remake it in my image. And now that it's all coming, it's all crumbling down, everyone's just looking around being like, okay, who's going who's gonna to tell us what's next? Who's going to tell us what the plan is to fix it? What, you know... Something. Yeah, and y- you know what, Bill? If the plan is that, you know, sort of like we had been saying prior to this past couple of weeks of games, and, you know, I guess I have to cop to it that I said, you know, the things are about to turn around. They just haven't been getting the scoring that the XG implies. Well, that the caveat was always that if the effort stopped showing up the way that it had been, that the results could continue to plummet. And you know, it's it's Maurice's responsibility and the organization around him responsibility to keep the team motivated and fire them up to make up on the mm-hmm. deficit that they've built. And clearly, it's got them down in the dumps. And you see this happen all the time. Like the Devils and the Kraken last year in the first half of the season, or let's say the first third of the season, because that's after that point where the Panthers season really started to fall apart. Those were good teams that just got no goaltending. And what happened after that was they fell apart in every other aspect of the game because those teams thought they were bad and they didn't have the leadership behind the bench to tell them, you know, this is how we're going to turn the season around. And that's what's going on with the Panthers right now. This is a good team. They have the everything in place, the structure to be a good team. But, you know, whatever the cogs that have been tweaked, whatever buttons have been pressed have all been in the wrong ones. And, does that mean that it's time for somebody else to start pressing the button, start pulling the levers? I don't know. But clearly that's that's something that the the management group and the coach has to take heat for. Like this this we've seen it. Like we've seen this team play very very well on a night in night out basis this season. Why can't it be why can't it have continued today? Why can't it have continued in Carolina? Like they played Carolina earlier this year. They won 3 nothing. Yep. It's and, and, and that's more I'm going to disagree with you, TJ. I don't see them pushing buttons. I don't see them changing things. Because you know what? We've been saying it for weeks. Even George, when he was on it with us, said it. Like, you've got Eric Stahl and Mark Stahl playing every night, two 35-plus-year-old guys. What is Matt Kirstead doing being scratched on the second night of a back-to-back? What? Why, yeah. is, Eric Stahl, why is Eric Stahl playing every single game? And, yes, he's his points are finally coming, but, like, he's horrible on the penalty kill. Like, you need fresh legs. 
Yeah. We need to be doing something different. Yeah. They have, and they, I mean, you know, we saw pretty much every AHL guy step in and immediately look better than Eric Stahl. We've seen Matt yeah. Kirstead play. He's looked better than Mark Stahl. Who are the other defensemen that played? Lucas Carlson, look, we'll never have an unbiased opinion about him. So He only also only got one, like two games. Yeah, so. but last year he showed us that he was better than Mark Stahl is currently. And it's not even no. like Mark Stahl's sinking the team, but like that's another area where it's like this is clear malpractice. Like why are you doing this? It's clearly not working. Yeah, the season is sinking, and it's just like is someone going to pick are up a Are you trying things? Try? Yeah, I guess I, guess I get yeah. what you're saying, but like – when I'm talking about pushing buttons, I'm saying things like, you know, what are they saying in practice? What are they saying in the locker room? Right. How are they managing emotions? Fair. Fair. I, 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 I'm I, just seeing this season sink further and further and nothing is changing. Like, there's been zero attempt to adopt what they were doing last year. Yes, I understand the coaching staff has changed, but enough of the lineup is here where you can, you know, Maurice and Barkov have a sit down and say, okay, hey – what were you guys doing last year that worked that we stopped doing and we need to bring that back? Because the playoff style hockey that Maurice has been pre- preaching and making this team play is not working. You know it what wins in the playoffs? Defense. This team's one of the at least most mediocre, if not bad, defensive teams in the league. They, the well, defense yeah. stinks. The defense sucks. And you know why? Because your Norris caliber, well, you got rid of one Norris caliber defenseman, and mm-hmm. then your other one is playing injured. Yeah, and why? By the way, like they they did not get better when an Ekblad came back into the lineup. They did not. He he yeah. should have still been on the mend. That was that's just clearly worked well, out poorly. I know my, hindsight my, is twenty twenty, but that's worked out so badly. My guess is it's one of those things where it's not a matter of rest; it's a matter of surgery, and surgery is going to take a long time. That's okay, my fair. only guess. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, he can sit for two weeks, but the knee is not going to get better. Like, In this case, it's a groin, but I understand. Groin, excuse me. Ugh. But, you know, I mean, Ekblad is not, like, just in general, he's not been as good. But, like, you watch him skate, and he is so much slower than last year. And it's not like he's, you know, 30, 30 plus years old. Like, no. He's still young. Yes. And he was not this slow last year no. when he came back from injury in the playoffs. Yeah, like, I don't I don't think it's just Uyghur. I really like I I think that they miss him clearly, but I really don't think it's just him. Because Forsling is not as good as Uyghur. He's just not. And, no. uh, and that that was a pop like an unpopular hot take or whatever. A lot of people wanted to say, well actually Forsling is better, so we'll put him back on the top pairing and you know things will actually get better. Obviously not. I mean I think Forsling has been good. He's just not Mackenzie Weaver. He's, a number, a, he's damn, a number three, number four. You know, he's a good number three, number four. On his I contract, was, that's perfectly great, I would say actually. he's a number two, number three, but we're splitting hairs. Either way, he's not Mackenzie Weaver, who's a number one, number two. Mm-hmm. You know, you've gotten a great season from Brandon Montour. Like, he's been a number three, number four type player for you. And so is Josh Mahura, who you got on waivers. Yeah, well, I would say Mahura's leveled off. But, okay. you know, he's still been a... Tops, you know, he's still been a serviceable player where he's not killing you night in, night out. The issue is, is you lost, you traded one Norris Calder defenseman, and Aaron Eckblad is not playing like he he's playing like a number four right now. If we're being yeah. honest, yes, you know, he's not giving you anything on the power play. He's not giving you anything on the PK. 
And at five on five, like the fact that he is so slow is a problem. It's a real problem. Mm-hmm. Um, just because people I know are going to want us to touch on it. Um, Paul Maurice. I I don't see how they make a move during the season. He's also they, the Panthers also have eight, after the season. Panthers have eight million reasons why they are not going to let him go after one season. But I it didn't work. Like it's not working. Yeah, sorry, Bill. Like in order to be like, well, you know, this guy's going to navigate the playoffs. You got to get into the playoffs. Yeah, and if they, you don't have your first round pick, you got to get into the playoffs this year. Like, yeah. and, and if your so, idea is no, we're going to actually rebuild on the fly. Like that was, then it's 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 Bill's problem then because that's stupid. That's idiotic. It, it's both of their problems. They both like Bill made the decision to basically remake a Stanley you know a Stanley Cup contending team, a President's Trophy winning team, to extend the win extend the window. Fine. But you honored a you honored a, a promise to Hornquist that get, cost you cap space you desperately needed. I mean, you think you maybe could have gotten um, what's his name who's now with the Senators? The Brinkat? No, not the Brinkat. Um, Giroux. You don't think Giroux at four million like four like Giroux would have thought about four million? You don't think so? Well, I mean, he's on a better team right now, so. So that's true. He is now on a better team. I'm just saying, like, it's it's not working. It's really bad right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it. The week. Remember Paul Mason in his introductory press conference? I'm not changing anything about the offense. Remember all of those promises? Guess what he did? He changed the offense. Mm-hmm. He did. Ex- I said it. I said it when we were going through well, at the beginning of the season when he had the conference and. I use the example of Amin Al Hassan with the uh, the, um, the Phoenix Suns when they brought in a, a a new coach after Mike D'Antoni left, and the coach said, "The one thing I'm not doing is changing the offense." What did he do? Practice one, change the offense. Same thing happened here. Like the the process was the process was good early in the season. They were generating chances. They were getting a lot of volume and shots. And the pucks just weren't going in the net. They were getting goalied a lot, but the season's worn on. They're not getting. They're not getting those chances. What, as what I would say is more. that the belief in the team, like the team, does not believe that what they're doing is going to work. I, 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 I know that that's just like a, a just. A, I'm just throwing that out there. Like I have no reason to tell you that I know that for a fact. But that's yeah. that's my guess as to what is happening because. I, I think it's First a good thirty guess. games of the year, this was one of the best teams in the league, and they just weren't getting the results. And right now, they're just a mid team, and because they're behind the eight ball, they can't play like a mid team. Yeah, and now and now the schedules they had the easiest schedule in the NHL to start the season. It was sharp and paper tissue soft. Yes, it was right there for them to build up a whole bunch of points in the bank, and even with the Ekblad injury, like they were crushing teams in all of the analytics and mm-hmm. just could not convert them. And guess what? Now the schedule's hard. Now the now the travel is really rough. And the travel's been rough. It's been really bad. But, you know, too bad, so sad. You had the opportunity to bank points. Yeah. Yeah. To live you had through a big a tough... home stand. You lost to the Penguins. You lost to yeah. 
the stars. You lost to the the flames. The devils. Yeah, the, the devils. Flames. Like man, I'll you know, get another another home game tonight. They lost to the Rangers. Yeah, that was another. You know, I, I guess none of them are really must wins. If we can say it's a must win, and then they lose, and we're not saying that they're out. I mean, I would go. They're must I would wins. say that you know, if I could be flipping about it, like I'm I'm not considering the playoffs a possibility anymore. And anytime this game, this team does not go to overtime, it's a lot. And obviously, doesn't win. It's a yeah. huge problem. Because right now, every, every team they play, they're chasing. You mm-hmm. know, this was an opportunity for them to get, you know, within four, um, yeah, six points of the last playoff spot. Yeah, six points of the last playoff spot of Pittsburgh and New York. And instead, you lost. And now the, the Rangers are two, are 10 points clear of you. That and the Rangers aren't even like comfortably tonight. in a playoff spot. The Rangers have one more win than they have, a, they have loss. Losses. Yeah. If if there weren't any loser points and overtime losses, the Panthers would be six games below five hundred. They're sixteen and twenty-two. Did they even lose twenty-two games last year? Nope. Nope. Wow. Let me let me look at that because uh, I, I let me double check, but I'm almost positive they did not. They lost twenty-four. Okay, excuse me, twenty-four. So yeah, like the All Star game. The All Star Game is going to come up, and it's going to be like bark. Like they're going to have to like it's going to be embarrassing to try and fit it will. multiple yeah. Panthers on the All Star team. Like they're going to because it's here. Yeah, but like the All Star game, Chuck is and to- that's that's pretty much the only worthy All Star. Maybe maybe yeah. Verhage will be on there. Uh, it's going to go. It's going to be Barkov. It's going to be the captain. But like this was this All Star game was supposed to be like the coronation of hey, look, the Florida Panthers. They've got they've got it all figured out. They've got a juggernaut team. The fans are starting to show up again, and you know the building is packed every night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. And I mean, let me let me sign off on this basically by saying it, it, it didn't work out handing the keys to the two hundred hockey men. You know, there there are some people in this organization that believe in analytics and believe in the new way of thinking, but clearly their voice has waned. And I mean, look at what they did in the off season, and even the one thing that the computers would have liked, you know, bringing in—I can't even remember his name anymore—the guy from San Jose, Rudolph Balsers. Um, yeah, Rudolph Balsers. So they waived him at the first possible opportunity just to keep Eric Stahl, who at the time was playing horribly, and now he's not really on the list of their issues right now. He's okay, you know. He's he's a fine eleventh, twelfth forward. I'm not going to say that he's a real asset either, but you know, not killing them on a night in night out basis anymore. But you know, everything else, Colin White has stunk. Like I don't care about the points. He's one of the worst possession players on the team. The team gets worse when he's on the ice. Period. Yeah, he was good to start the year. I was really happy with it, but yeah, he fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Nick Cousins has been a fine bottom six guy. Yeah, I mean, look, you got what you paid for with him. Which is you paid very little, and you got a twelfth right. forward. Great, like but, you know. But we also knew there wasn't like people are catching on. There were there wasn't a Carter Verhage. There wasn't a Michael Bunting. There wasn't those guys available this year as a, as a UFA. And then they don't have the assets to trade for anybody because they went super all in last off season and then spent even more on Matthew Kachuk. Like, 
They're you know. I would do it again. The Matthew Kachuk thing. I think that you came out a little bit too hard against it. I I, I think you do it again, but I. But at this point, we have to sit there and say it, it's not working. Right now, as we sit here, the Panthers are nine points out of a playoff spot, below an 81-point pace. Like, yes, Matthew Kachuk, the individual, has been good, but the Florida Panthers hockey team with Matthew Kachuk is not. Well, and I don't, I, I, I don't think Matthew the Kachuk. solution would be to the eight-year deals that were given out to Uyghur and Huberdo. Now, I would have given out the eight-year deal to Uyghur, like, but it's by no means well, a guaranteed – you know, it's not a guarantee that it's going to work out. Whereas, I think Weger got six, but either way. No, he got an eight-year deal, but it was six million was AUV. Six. But, I thought it was uh, six and six. Yeah, yeah and then the uh, the Huberto contract doesn't look like it's going to be very pleasant for them. And, you know, it was, it was a long-term play, but, like, you do also have to be thinking about short-term, especially when. And I'll say this again and again because it's a really big deal. They traded their first-round pick this year. When you don't have your first round pick and you stink, that's the cardinal sin of, of a sports franchise. Like Lakers fans right now should be absolutely apoplectic at their organization, for example, because they don't have their first round pick. They stink. And yeah, they, the at least got a, they, got, they at least got a championship. Yeah, the Panthers like, didn't they get one. got a championship. The they Panthers Panthers didn't even get to round three. They didn't even win a game in round two. They haven't won a game in round two since nineteen ninety six. Yeah, it's. I, I I think it all kind of goes back to what you said. Like at some point, someone other than Paul Maurice needs to you know jump on the grenade that is this season and answer questions. Yeah, and it's like it's it's not even like we have a difficult media. Like I'm, no, this is me. This is me calling guys like George and and David Dwork soft. Like they're gonna ask good questions. But, like, you're not going to get the vitriol you would be getting in Edmonton or Toronto with this yeah. disaster of oh a season. Oh, my God. Yeah, Toronto. They they wanted to talk to Kyle Dubas when they were, like, 5, 6, and, and 1 or something like that. Yeah. You know, who cares? They, that was, like, 10 games in. Yeah. This is this – is, <sighs> we're almost halfway through the season. They're six games under. They're under NHL 500. That's really hard to do. you got to really suck. And they don't yeah. have their first-round pick. And you stuck your head out to hire Paul Maurice this offseason. Everybody in the media thought it was going to be a disaster. Like, I, I was listening to Puck Soup, this most recent podcast. They said, that's got to be the worst move of the offseason, right? The Panthers hiring Paul Maurice. I mean, I can't Jack disagree. I really can't. And Jack I don't want to put this all on him because I don't think it's all his fault. But, you know, I can't disagree with that. I can't. You can't. Like, the, the results speak for themselves at this point. Yeah. Um, we, you know, this was supposed to be a Panther Prairie Express, and we ended up going 30 minutes because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get Jack Han on here. Okay. We need him back. I hear you. I mean, he, he, he said it going into the season that, like, the changes that were going to be made to the Panther system could be devastating. And here we are. I, I need him to come in because he's a way smarter than both of us. Like, he is so much smarter than us when it comes to hockey talk. I want him to come and explain what the Panthers are doing differently and why it's not working because I'm so tired of dealing with the fans who are like, you know, if this team just had a little bit more grit and played a little bit more, more like Matthew Kachuk, they wouldn't be in this position. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you're fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really the opposite of their problems right now, to be honest with you. And 
you know, I'm well, probably considering the, the last two games they've had more hits than their opponent. They should have won those games, mm-hmm. and they they uh, they won more faceoffs against the the Hurricanes, I think. So you know that that's a that's a deserve to win game because you won more faceoffs, so they just got unlucky or whatever. Yeah. All right. All right. That's enough. Um, final thoughts. Fuck this shit, man. I'm I'm tired. I, I, yeah. I haven't watched either of the last two games. I don't know the next time I'm going to watch. They got Arizona on Tuesday. Even if it's another you know, 7-2 laugher like the Montreal game was. Yeah, who cares? Like, like that's – no points for that. You don't – no points for that. You need, you need to string wins together against mm-hmm. all of your opponents coming up. Yeah. You know, Talk to me when they have like a – I don't know, a 13-2 and two. 15 game stretch or something like that and then we can yeah. actually discuss maybe getting into the playoffs. Like that's yeah, how bad be, it is. They're going to be on the road a whole bunch this month. They got a not a West Coast swing, but you know, they have to go to Dallas, Colorado, Vegas, and then they go up to Canada and play in Toronto and Montreal. They have road back-to-back road games in New York against Pittsburgh. Like they've got to win all of those games. Mm-hmm. All of them. Mhm. You know they have room for this. This needs to be a you know we've already started off with an O, but it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. They got to go like this, plus ten this this month, and then they probably yeah, got to go plus eight next month. You know, hey, this got to be like a ten, two, and two month. Yeah, at worst. Mm-hmm. And they're already zero and one. Yeah. So maybe they can go ten, ten, uh, or eleven, three and zero, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Rate us five stars on, I don't know, um, Facebook. Fuck F- fmylife.com. Yeah, F- fmylife or wherever the people will post those today. I, you know, did this. I think that, no, that website still that, that website still exists. Yeah, so that's um, today I, I was a Florida Panthers fan, fmylife. All right. What a, what a joke. Jacob will be here with us next time, hopefully, to bring some more positivity in here. But yeah, TJ. I doubt and I, it. I mean, we've been texting with him. He's just as pissed as us. This is true. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. For those of you on YouTube, sorry this this was a Panthers free, not so express express. But at least we have the Dolphins. Fuck you. Uh... All right. Well, at least we have the Heat. Hey, Tyler Hero, buzzer beater. All right, that's it. Thanks everybody for listening. If we're still alive, we haven't killed ourselves. We'll talk to you next time. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 